0: This is Jordan Smallwood from the L.A. Wildcats, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome football fans, this is March 17th, 2020, St. Paddy's Day. This is for the love of football, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. And five weeks of XFL football provided a ton of entertainment, good crisp football, no doubt, and a few surprises. How much of it did we spot on predict, though? This is episode 122, and we're going to talk about how we nailed it, Bryant, before this season Nailed it! We nailed it. We called so much of the action that actually played out in front of us because we are good Chris football talkers, great observers of the sport, and we knew what to to expect because we went to training camp, and really we're going to be tooting our own horns the entire show toot toot. Probably not the case. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, it was a uh, an interesting season nonetheless uh, Alan,
1: you and I went through and made some predictions We'll see how many of those actually came uh, to fruition It'll be a lot of fun to check out our uh, expert analysis Like I said, I'm more of an expert uh, of a league that has yet to play football Rather than a league that is playing football But we'll get into that today Yeah, haven't yeah, Paddy's Day, by the way
0: Yeah, St. Paddy's Day Swig of green beer for the football talking, man And uh, you know what? How How about we get into how before this season you were super comfortable then the then the football began and you're like i don't know what there's so much going on i can't keep up it was a lot it was a lot going on in the xfl it is a lot what's going, going on, on
1: here hold on one second let me let me hold on what i'm getting i'm getting crossed up here not just my gym <laughs> my jim zorn in person. <laughs> oh
0: you're are you, are you a little i got screwed up i just got screwed up <laughs> You know, it's, the season starts and it's like, I don't know. There's football going on. I, I have to talk about who's good and what I saw. Yeah, that's what it's all about. But <laughs> you got into it. You got into the groove for five weeks. We all did. And we saw a lot of fun football. Uh, but we're going to talk on this episode about what we expected and versus what we've seen five weeks of XFL football in. Brian, how it, how it deferred from us thinking we were smart guys and – you know, also thrown out. I'm sure a lot of yours was just guesswork. Mine was well thought out and planned, and mine was thought out and planned. I don't think it was
1: guesswork. I it's, this is going to you a, are the guessworking man. Yes. Okay. Well, I have I have it all in front of uh, in front of me. Mind you, I believe if I'm not mistaken, I did this prediction show that we're going to review back now uh, six weeks later uh, from the restroom in the hospital where my baby was born.
0: Was this the, was this the 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 birth this was episode. it. Yeah, the, the
1: prediction. The prediction episode was the birth episode. Well, <laughs> right from, I think it was about eight hours before the baby was born.
0: Because your daughter's birth coincided with the birth of the XFL, pretty much. <laughs>
1: yes it yeah, did it pretty, pretty much did
0: <laughs> pretty much so it was a big week we're gonna revisit that and all the predictions we made on this episode also go over uh, some of uh, what you've also been asking us when it comes to the uh, well the NFL's collective bargaining agreement and how that might affect the XFL moving forward because they have some new rules in place and with all these football players out there that Ultimately, a lot of them want to play in the NFL for sure, but how the a lot of them want to play in the XFL now too. How might this all work out now knowing that the NFL has kind of expanded rosters and whatnot? So we're going to get into that as well on this episode, and you can call into the XFL fan line anytime. We'll play your calls sometimes, or we'll get your tweets at XFL show, but the fan line is seven two four five six five 565 4 xfl No fan lines to play Today, Bryant, I know that everybody's probably a little preoccupied getting, you know, their their stuff together with all this unprecedented having to sit inside for a lot of people who aren't digging it a whole lot. But we're here to provide you some, uh, you know, a getaway, uh, some entertainment, talk some football with you. And if if you, you're missing the XFL, this is absolutely the number one place to be if you're missing XFL football from no no week six to moving forward we're just going to be like everybody waiting and seeing when we could proceed with our lives but we get to at least sit here in our home offices bright and talk xfl like we have been and we're not going to stop so if you've been looking for xfl talk it's right here it's still going on thank you for joining us
1: it is pretty cool on that uh we can continue to do what we've done for so much for so long, and if you want XFL football talents, point yeah, we're here. Uh, we're we're mapping it out as we go. We did have a, a kind of a, um, I would say a runway all the way through the end of the season, and that kind of got scrapped for obvious reasons. And now we're trying to figure out what to do going forward. But right now, we're going to go through our or not right now, but this episode, we're going through our predictions to start the season. And then, you know, we'll talk some more football. We'll get into the whole season because there was a full five weeks of football that we had to talk about.
0: Yeah. Uh, don't forget that. Yeah, we've been putting together some some fun stuff, too, to talk about what we've seen so far as well. We do want to just kind of – I mean, with all this time now, we have to – we really have a lot of time. You should love this to process all the five weeks of XFL football we've gotten <laughs> from every play. I know we I've been rewatching games. I don't know about you. But, uh, yeah, in the future episodes, too, we're going to be doing a lot of that. But this episode is going to be fun because we're going to get to call each other out. We're going to get to puff our chests out a little bit. This is going to be really a lot of fun. I can't wait to look back at what we said just, what, six weeks ago going into the season with so many people predicting. And, of course, that CBA is going to affect the XFL. We'll get into all of it. I want to remind everybody that you can still go to XFL shop. .com to get your XFL gear That is the official place to do it That's the online store for authentic XFL gear That's jerseys, player hats, coaches hats Whatever you, you want to wear one of these cool generic Awesome Rob esque XFL hats Or get your Dragons hat Or your Wildcats hat That's the place to go XFLshop.com And you can get in the spirit with t-shirts And tops and sweatshirts For all your XFL teams Maybe you want to collect them all Like me I'm trying to get Something for every team, Brian. I don't think I've got a does it count that I have a generic XFL Seattle shirt but not a dragon shirt? Or do I still I still need something I need something with the Dragons logo is what I'm looking for.
1: Well no, you have that. Do you have you have Guardians? You have something from the Guardians, right?
0: I've got a Guardians uh No Careful. maybe not. Oh Go Guardians, my, oh, I got a football. Guardians. I go, we got to go over that. I have my pronunciation of that. <laughs> whatever whatever it is, I'm going to go to xflshop.com because that's the place to do it. Celebrate the love of football. Get your XFL gear today at xflshop.com. All right, Brian, let's, uh, before we get into what we teased here, uh, I like starting it off with what everyone's saying on social media. I mean, with everybody cooped up, I'm sure uh, they're having some time to hit Twitter and hit us up at, at XFL Show. And listen to the show, respond to the show there, and we enjoy it a whole lot. And I found a, actually a plethora of good stuff just over the last couple of days, people interacting with us at XFL show. Let's start with Marky Mark, who said, not that Marky mock, the, the another Mark Marky Mark. Good movie
1: on Netflix, by the way. A lot of time on your hands. Go ahead and watch that movie. The I forget Spencer what it's called movie. On
0: Netflix. The Spencer. Spencer movie. Yeah, Spencer not, Confidential. I'm in the middle of it. Not a plug. I'm in the middle of some really good horror movie binges mixed in with Jackie Chan movies. That's uh, plus. How about all, Love Is Blind? Plus all that. Have you watched what, Love Is Blind? Literally, as we record this show downstairs, my fiance's watching that. I just put her on. Oh, great show. She probably doesn't great want show. people. Jessica. To do that. Ah! But anyway, I, continue, I've sorry. been mixing in rewatching XFL games with some horror. But maybe I'll watch the Marky Mark movie. This Marky Mark says. Quote, I love the hashtag XFL. It's raw, rough, rugged, fun, entertaining, exciting. Football. Can't wait for the 2021 season. Hashtag XFL 2021. That's enthusiasm. That is the power of positivity right there, Bryant. Because we are all looking forward to that 2021 kickoff. And I know there's some countdowns already out there. What is it? 300 and how many days? uh 340 16 40-ish no that today this live on tape recordings on 316 but yeah i love oh, it i love the fine. i love the positive outlook there by marky mark we appreciate him hitting us up all right this one's fun though joe and tom's river on twitter Brian, <laughs> who said tip for Alan for next year learn how to do the new york accent because you were saying guardians now in what's supposed to be a stereotypical new yorker accent Is actually a Boston accent. And he put in parentheses, Ga-Dians, G-A-H-Dians. It's more like Gaudians, G-A-W, apostrophe Dians. What's the difference between G-A-H and G-A-W, Brian? Because I'm not seeing it. Gaudians. That's what I hear when I hear New Yorkers talk.
1: Ga, a ga, ga, ga. So ga is not right.
0: Ga, no.
1: Gaudy
0: guardians like that guardians. god Guardian. that's what i, I don't hear. think i think you're putting too much i've been at two games at that stadium that's what i heard guardians <laughs> am i wrong
1: <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna defer to you you've been to more games than two, i have that's in what new I heard.
0: york i'm just interpreting what yeah. i hear
1: uh, it's hard know? to see what the, i mean we i think we need more of a a phonetic spelling yeah. of this because G A H and G A W sound the same to me.
0: Joe, I'm with you. I want to do it. I want to do it properly. Maybe I'm hearing it wrong, but if maybe if you could stretch that out phonetically.
1: Call the fan a line. Bit. No, no, call the fan line. Yes, call the fan 724-565-4XFL call the fan line. Do it do both and then we'll we'll make sure that Alan does the right one going forward.
0: It'd be it, perfect. There we go. That's what the fan exactly what the fan lines for, Brian. Especially now. I mean, come on, Joe. I mean, I'm not doing much like I said, I'm binging stuff here. I mean, I, I don't know. I hope you're just chilling inside, you know, practicing social distancing. So if you have the time, call in and give me the proper pronunciation, and I'll gladly pronounce it guardians, or guardians. moving forward. In response to a Bryant tweet at XFL show, you tweeted about the XFL filling the void in sports, Bryant. Very profound tweet. Really enjoyed that one. It was very Thank you. from the heart. And so I was picking up coffee in, on Saturday morning when I thought of it. What you drink t- time out. What you drink is not coffee. You drink ice yes, cream. It is. What you drink is ice cream. <laughs> but that's a whole nother I discussion for later. <laughs> the road trips I've been on with this guy now since the XFL started. I mean, just, I get my coffee and jamba he, juice. Leave he me alone. Loves ice cream. <laughs> Mike Ozzy on Twitter said, yes, it was very good. I listen to your podcast each week as part of my XFL week. He said, I listened to your podcast each week. Mike Ozzie, l- keep listening to the podcast each week. We're here, baby.
1: Remember, they're listened.
0: No, no, we're listening. <laughs> no, listening. we're listening.
1: They're, they're listening. I hope you guys are still listening. We're still going to be here. Uh, I Also, someone asked us about the schedule, Alan, if we were going back to our Regular Sunday uh, morning show for right now. I for think not, we're sticking with yeah. this. Yeah, for we're doing now, our twofers. We're,
0: yeah, we're still going the same same schedule we've been on since the season kicked off. Until further notice, we'll let you know if anything changes. But no, we're gonna we're gonna be rocking it Tuesday mornings, Thursday nights, like we have been. Um, I mean, if I could take the time away from bingeing horror movies and Jackie Chan and old XFL games, Brian. I mean, we could technically just do the show every day, but I know you have a new, you have a, you have a baby girl now. So Brian, it's Brian's. Oh, the ba- who's
1: watching the baby girl. <laughs> okay. Another wife stuff. No, we're good. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll go to like a, maybe we'll go to like a watch along. We have 20 games to watch. We could do like, maybe that'll be something we could do one day. Oh man. That'd be, that fun. Would be so
0: fun. If we can get that cleared, we'll see. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Last bit of social media activity. Uh, the director of football operations this is a good one. of the XFL, Sam Schwartzstein. Close personal a long-time dear good friend of the podcast. We love Sam. He's the best. He said on Twitter, Wish we could continue, but this is the right move for the safety of the amazing people who are building this league. Fans, players, coaches, league office. We've built the most exciting game fans have seen, and we will take the 20 games so far and build even more. Hashtag FTLOF, which is a shortened version for the love of football. For the love of football. And that's the director of football ops, basically saying that the decision to put a halt on the season was for obviously for safety reasons. No one's questioning that. I think by now, Bryant, and if they are, they gotta they gotta re- reassess because uh, this is what's going on in in the world today. But built the most exciting game fans have seen, and we'll take the twenty game. Think about that. The data we know how much. Some guys like or Sam or data, however you say that word. According to Coach Gruden, the data or data from the first twenty games, knowing what Sam and the guys in the in football ops of the XFL have have did with barely any data, but from test runs in the spring league and leading up to the season, those twenty games tell them, I I think exponentially more about what they're putting out there when it comes to. When the game gets back out there, any any changes or ideas that maybe sprung up over the last six weeks too, that is that is a lot. Feedback from players,
1: you know, that that's a lot of information that you really it's. Yeah. Coaches, referees, fans, uh, you have five weeks of data that you. Probably could equate to ten years of what you were doing before. Honestly, you know the, the XFL spent the better part of two years trying to figure out exactly what they wanted to do for kickoff, and they had five weeks of football, and they're going to take those five weeks and and, and analyze those to the T. You think we're going to sit here and talk about five weeks of football? Uh, the league is going through that and going to use every ounce of information
0: that they can get to make you to make this a better league uh, when they start playing football again. Do you think that us two can? Take a little bit of football we've watched and a little bit of news and stretch it into a whole podcast. Imagine what these guys could do <laughs> with 20 true. games to, to pick apart.
1: Uh, I can't wait to talk about insurance the... in the middle of the summer that again. ain't happening.
0: I... Right. You will get a new co host for that episode, brother. Good crisp football. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, we need to talk about what we teased there, Bryant, and that was what we predicted before the season. We're going to take a look back at what we said, analyze it, see if we were right, see. Where, what road we were headed on in the middle of the XFL season when it got halted, and, uh, you know, maybe poke fun at each other a little bit. Or maybe we'll just get to, I don't know, puff our chests out a little bit, like I said, and, and boast a little, brag about our football genius. Let's do it in the cover, too. I'm wondering what the hell you're doing in this league. The hell are you doing making so these good. predictions, Bryant? Because what are you check, doing in this podcast? Checking in <laughs> on our predictions from right before week one, uh, Five weeks of XFL football have been played, and we're going to see who called it when it comes to the XFL teams, the players, and everything. So to start off, before the season started, Bryant, you were sitting in there right before the birth of your beautiful baby girl, and we were predicting MVP of the XFL. And you, maybe among among all the chaos going on there, I mean, the birth of your child, you had a – I don't know. You weren't thinking clearly because you said Cardale Jones, which – Obviously, looking back, what a nincompoop, am I right? (laughs) Oh, yeah,
1: nincompoop. (laughs) Two weeks into the season, I wasn't looking too bad, and then, I don't know, the wheels came off. I don't know what happened. I wasn't the only one who picked Cardell Jones on this show. We'll say that, (laughs) it was.
0: uh... Vince (laughs) and Jake also were in the same boat with you. Uh, But I predicted P.J. Walker, MVP. Obviously, we were headed down that road. I mean, nobody is a better judge of talent uh, okay first assesses. of all if you go back
1: to the show and i don't know if you go back to this show your your quote was the m uh, my mvp is the quarterback of the houston roughnecks and if i had to pick i'd say connor cook
0: when did i that say was that your exact
1: quote. quote oh my god don't make me pull the, the the audio i'll pull it and i'll post it on the on twitter this week if you, that find is what it, you go you, ahead i
0: dare you i dare you
1: oh, okay because i know elephant elephant mind right here <laughs>
0: elephant well, I remember everything. Trust either me. Either way, I think we could all both agree I was closer to hitting that nail on the head, <laughs> a little bit closer. <laughs> and you know, if you are listening to the show on and what on a podcast app, or if you're you know on watching on YouTube, in the comment section, go ahead and just say Alan's right. Alan knew it all along. Alan's the best uh, football talker on the show. He knows what's up, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, this is this is really a lot of fun for me because. This next one, I think I nailed too. You said Mr. XFL. We said who's going to embody what the XFL is all about, and you know what? He was on the right track to doing it, but then he like kind of disappeared, and that was Pat McAfee. You picked as Mr. XFL. He had a good moment, a lot of fun the one. first week. Yeah, I don't know. Good moments. He was having fun. Just went away. I said Anthony Johnson of the LA Wildcats, who was it, then became. See, that's why you're wrong. <laughs> the you're a landlord for the DC <laughs> Defenders. Either way. He was out there pretty much. He was out there every week. He didn't miss a week. You know, now that great. I think
1: about it, Alan, did you say Anthony Johnson of the LA Wildcats, or did you just say Anthony Johnson to give yourself two options like you did with the MVP because there <laughs> yes. are two Anthony Johnsons in, Seattle, in this right? league? The, our good friend.
0: <laughs> yeah. The gut. Yeah. You've got the gut <laughs> Anthony Johnson and the landlord Anthony Johnson. Either way, I think both embody the XFL pretty well.
1: Again, I <laughs> He did. He, great great sideline interviews uh, before the game. Great pregame interview uh gave us his opinion on uh, what was it on uh, uh, a <laughs> <laughs> leaning your chair back uh, on an airplane let, let,
0: let's listen to it are you pro reclining the chair or are you against it not nah, not nah, let me tell you why i'm against it all right i don't give i don't have a problem with nobody reclining AC, seat, but i'm a little bit too tall for y'all to be leaning back on my knees so keep your children and yourself to yourself you hear me just just i'm, I'm against reclining on the airplane so yeah that's it right yeah, there. That's a, <laughs> that's a message to america you better believe it great question it's a great question. Was, was that big... Diana Rossini too? By the way, no, that wasn't
1: that. Oh, it was. Um... Are you sure? Because that think... was the sun. Sa- that was a Saturday game. That was her.
0: Was it Diana Rossini or was? Yeah, it that the... was right. Yeah, no was. cussing. No, it was Holly. Her.
1: No, no, no. I... It was
0: Diana Rossini. Well, I, either way, great question. Because that was a very big topic that week on social media. So I'm glad that the landlord weighed in on that. I think he very much so still embodies the XFL. One of my favorite players to watch in this league. Again. I was pretty spot-on with that prediction, Bryant. Coach of the year, let's give it up to you. Here's where you, you nailed it. You said, uh, I mean, pick June Jones. You want you can pick from a 1,000 different sound bites we had from June Jones. I mean, I don't know which one. You I don't want to talk anymore. I'm wondering what the hell you're doing in this league. I mean, I don't know what you, you want to. Aloha. Oh, that's my favorite, though. That is the best one. It's wrong. But June Jones, you called him the undefeated head coach of the Houston Roughnecks. And, I mean, I can't argue against that. He didn't lose a game. He was uh, – I don't think he broke a sweat ever this entire season. Unless he
1: was talking to a referee. I mean, really he was not. You know, he never really struggled too much. He never got too over-emotional. His team was down by
0: what against Seattle? Two touchdowns, 14 points or something. 14 nothing. He's just Mm -hmm. sitting there, stone-cold face, just "Eh, whatever, you know arms folded like he does. But if the referees pissed him off, that's when he would be a little bit more animated. But if he was his oh, team's yeah. losing, he'd just be like, all right, no, we're going to run this play and that play. Oh yeah. Also, we don't even like, he's totally gives the defense up, I guess the Ted trail, right. But still his team's defense was great too. That was just a great team. It is. It, it's a great team. He puts an exciting team to watch job. every single week. I can't argue. Yeah, they put up
1: points. Uh, he was, he, I, I can't really remember exactly what my prediction was, uh entailed in terms of like why i picked june jones but i didn't know that he was the style of play uh you know his personality the way that team was going to play i felt like was going to win the west uh and, and and in default i guess win coach of the year for being i mean this this year what can you you didn't have a team that was like one and nine the year before and then came up to like six and four not so you fast only had a,
0: this is why my prediction rings true why my prediction? Actually, your prediction's good, but mine's more accurate because I predicted Mark Tressman, and because I at week five the Tampa Bay Vipers are in last place of the XFL, we all know that if these games, these last five games went go on, you know, if they went on and they played them out, the Vipers would slither back into the playoffs, get to the title game, and Mark Tressman would win Coach of the Year. You knew that was coming.
1: No, I did not know it was
0: coming at all. I
1: don't I – don't, how do you know that that was coming? It, it could have. You know what? I'll give it to you that if it did – I'm going to give it to you right now that if it did come in that way, he probably could have won Coach of the Year because he did turn a team that was 1-4, and four. although playing um, probably not to their capabilities, at least in the red zone. Uh, Mark Trussman would have been a good choice uh, if the Vipers were able to make the playoffs, uh, more so if they were able to win the championship like I had predicted. But unfortunately, not all things come true. Uh, Alan, I, I I'm sure June Jones probably would have won. I mean, he would have lost all the rest of his games to not win that. he yeah,
0: he was well, three games clear well ahead of, of, ahead of of anyone football. in the yeah. West for sure, for sure. and entertaining at that too. Uh, which I, I mean, I think if you leave the, the these the voting up for these awards if the XFL gave him up, gave it up to the fans to vote, be hard. I think it'd be hard for June Jones not to. And it was so entertaining too for fans to watch. Uh, let's go to our, our our predictions per team now. We'll run through each one of them real quick and see how accurate we were. Uh, now that we've seen them play for five weeks, we both had Tampa Bay at six and four. <laughs> Pretty bad there, Bryant. Not I don't. They could think- have run the
1: table and make that correct.
0: Well, yeah, would have to run the table. <laughs> uh, totally inaccurate there. I had Tampa Bay in the title game losing. You and had them winning. winning it all. So laugh at us. They torn out of it. You could send us lots of ha ha has, you stupid idiots, on the YouTube comments <laughs> or at XFL show, and we will, we will take, take our lumps. New York, I had it six and four. You had them at four and six. I'm going to go ahead and say you were probably more accurate on New York there.
1: Um, they were already at three and two though, Alan, and that was the thing. But an interesting team nonetheless. Uh, you know, after week two, you would have thought they would have gone one and nine.
0: It's the cl- <laughs> it's the closest without going over though, and I think they probably would finish five and five. So you at four and six okay. are more accurate.
1: Price is right. I like that. I like that. Okay. So DC- I'm so I'm one and you're zero yep. so far through two teams. DC okay. I
0: had at five and five. You had at six and four. Again, I think we're both dangerously close. Do you do you think? I'm, I think I'm spot on. DC would have got three more wins. Yeah, well, you they, they could have beaten the Guardians,
1: they could have beaten the Vipers, and I think they had a game against who was coming up to see them, Dallas, who was on the rail on the on the ropes. So you could have said three more victories
0: there. What well, do you think? A DC rematch, St. Louis rematch, in St. Louis. I mean, there's oh. no way you were picking DC to win that game. I don't no, think so St- no no not not after the game that I saw in DC yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, a big. Yeah. Uh St. Louis I had it 4 and 6 you had it 3 and 7. I think you were very wrong there. That is uh, you were egregiously wrong, disrespectfully wrong. I had the win total correct to so far. They've already equaled the total amount of wins you had them getting. I had them at 4 and 6. Not as disrespectful but still wrong, I would say. Uh Houston I had it 6 and 4, you had it 7 and 3 and I can't believe you predicted them to lose three games, and I'm really
1: dumb. <laughs> you really would have thought that Houston uh, could have. Uh, Alan, I put out a uh, little video that I did. Did you see that on Twitter of uh, what the, I wanted to use? Perez like, the Luis Perez bowling thing? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. We, we uh, Don't answer this, but Houston uh, versus New York. Uh, in New York, I believe would have been a great game and i i wonder how everybody would have chose that game i was leaning one way i think you know which way i was leaning now uh in that sense but
0: you were just you were just gonna be picking against houston every week until they lose and then so you could be like i called it that's what you were that was your plan
1: no that's not true
0: (laughs) i see right through that plan
1: Okay, that's great, uh, Alan. You skipped over Dallas. You had them at five and five. I had them at four and six. I, if I remember correctly, Alan, you said you would not, you were not going to pick a single team to win more than six games.
0: I did not. No, I did not preseason. And that was great. by by choice. Yes,
1: like you, it wasn't like an accident. You said I'm not picking anyone to go more than than, than six wins.
0: No, and and I don't think anybody was is on pace to win uh, six games except Houston. I don't feel like. Six games. Anyone's getting over six games besides Houston. If you play out the yeah, last this five point. weeks. I mean, you would really need I think D C or Saint Louis or New York to go on some kind of crazy run in the la- a four and one team the last in the last five weeks gonna be hard. We see already saw the parody. The parody informs informs you that what I did was a good strategy, right? You you well, I can back, I can see strategy, St. Louis
1: going four and one. But you looking know, back at
0: looking back at my strategy and knowing the parity now that we've seen in the league, wasn't that a sound strategy? Not going over six.
1: Give it up. Well, here's the thing that didn't make any sense is because when you picked Seattle, you went two and eight.
0: Yeah, I did. <laughs> so where's the so, parity there? <laughs> it's one bad team of, of a bunch of other equally. And, and those are eight close losses, as we've seen with Jim Zorn. They're, they play every team well. I didn't say they were going to go two and eight and get blown out in every game.
1: Fair. I had them at three and seven. I think both of us were kind of on track. You gotta
0: be kidding me! So disrespectful to the dragons, but I mean, come on, they can't play a full four quarters, Bryant. They can't. Yeah. It's,
1: just... it's like a, what do we say? It's a chocolate chip cookie that's missing like a quarter cup of sugar.
0: I'll it's eat good.
1: It. It, it. I'll eat it, but it's a cookie, Yeah. You know. <laughs>
0: It's, it's, it's football. It is. It's five weeks of B.J. Daniels, though, might have been a bit, be, a bit better. Ooh, that's very true. Very true. Yes, that's explosive football right there. Although two
1: weeks of football. B.J. Daniels, and we didn't see a win either. So
0: Well, it takes time to – I mean, you talk about a team that maybe would have played that style, knew they were playing that style of football going into the season like St. Louis. So their Ooh. quarterback – and their run game was just ridiculously good because the threat of their quarterback to throw and run was always there. It helped the running backs not having that whole system implemented preseason for Seattle hurts them having to do it mid season, make that change. I mean, it's, it's tougher to do. They were, I think they were learning, but they could have been a similar style team. I think.
1: I know, here's a good question that maybe we'll save for a future episode. Um, is the XFL's game geared towards a mobile quarterback more than not? I mean, you had P.J. Walker, Josh Johnson, um, Jordan Talmu B.J. Daniels stepped in really nicely. Taylor Cornelius stepped in nicely. You talk about some of the quarterbacks that struggled, you know, um, uh, to the Matt McGloin, um, uh, Landry Jones, Cardell Jones. These more pocket-based quarterbacks struggled more so than these mobile quarterbacks. Maybe a question we have to hit.
0: I Later think on. yeah, I think what well, we will, but I I'm going to probably say not not just the XFL. I just think the game in general you need to have a quarterback who has some legs. I mean, you need to be Hall of Fame great. Hall like a Hall of Famer to be able to just sit back there and pick teams apart and not and be statuesque. That is it's rare now. It's rare nowadays. The quicker path to success is with a quarterback who could make something out of nothing a little bit or live to fight another day with his legs, you know, keep the play. That That's why Matt McGloin, under duress, he got frustrated. You know, they said he's sneaky athletic for him compared to P.J. Walker, compared to Jordan Tammu, <laughs> compared to P.J. Daniels, not the same category. Compared to Luis Perez, who at least wouldn't make a stupid throw. You know, that's also something to be said for being smart with the ball, Game manager we managing talk about those. Yep. so that's a good it's a good argument to ha- to have last team though let's go through this is la our prediction for la I had him at six and four which I feel like is still a possibility with them sitting at two and three going into week six you had him at seven and three Brian that would have had to be you got to run the table for the la Wildcats if they were to if if your prediction were to ring true.
1: Yeah, it might have been a little high. They had some games there where this could have, you know, if if the Wildcats got uh, Nelson instead of Jones in week two against Dallas, then, you know, maybe we're, if, we're looking at a yes, different team. That's here. definitely true. You know? But also,
0: it just goes back to don't pick a team to win seven games in this league. It's too. It's, I picked, well, I picked, uh, I mean, I picked Houston to go seven and that was smart. Yeah, but that's... Those are the only two
1: teams I picked to go seven games. And also based on the fact of the teams they
0: played. I'm telling you, moving forward, most preseason predictions in the XFL in 2021 and beyond, still going to be following... I will be following that same strategy. If you disagree with my strategy, then let me hear it at XFL show or call into the XFL fan line, seven two four five six five four xfl It's you you got to have something special preseason for me to pick seven wins for you in the XFL. Five weeks of this, 20 games, Bryant. The data is there. The data is there. Parody is run amok in the XFL. And it's beautiful because it makes all these games pretty exciting.
1: Well, you did have two teams who were one and four. So
0: relax. There were two teams who were and at the they bottom. Lost there was one all team that was really good. Close games, too. Mostly close games. Or at least they were competitive. It's not like they were. They just had one little issue each. Man, Red Zone Vipers. They, I still believe. The Red could, Zone
1: Vipers, the Red Zoneless Vipers. I still feel like league?
0: they are a capable championship appearance. Ah, it's hard to look at that team and say you cannot win any game you play. They are one of the best bad football teams I've ever watched. <laughs> any level. Any level. Good call. All right, let's uh, last part of the cover two here. I saw a lot of people asking this on Reddit, on to us on Twitter and YouTube, especially when we posted last last week's show. Bryant, a lot of people on YouTube comments would say, "Crown the Roughnecks champions for the H. Give it to them. See, they they they're stopping the season five and zero. What do you think of people who say we should crown the Houston Roughnecks as the champs, even though we didn't play the last five weeks of the season, and?" We're start. with season stopped, and there's no playoffs yet. I mean, you, you can't you can't call them the chance Why well, play playoffs? Right? Yeah. Then
1: why are we playing playoffs? Let's just put two more weeks at the end of the season, and the team with the best record wins it all. Come on. What's the statistics behind? I don't know what the, what they are, but I can imagine the statistics behind not winning a championship even though you have the best overall record in the in your league that season. I'm, I'm sure they're not good. You play the games for a reason. In any sport, Houston showed. Houston, you know, th- although they were winning every single one of their games, defense wins championships, my friend, and Houston was not showing much of it uh, throughout their first five games. So, you never know what would happen. I'm not nope. calling you, I'm not saying Houston might not have won the game. I'm not saying Houston I wouldn't have picked Houston, but Houston was a great team. But, you know, we saw LA, they didn't they didn't play Josh Johnson with LA. Nope. You know, they 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 still had to go to – did they play in the battle of them? No, they beat St. Louis at home. The, 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 there are a lot of question marks and
0: that's why you play the games. So now, and I picked Houston to win it all, and I think they were on that trajectory, but you gotta finish off the season. So if the season stopped, I'm not calling them champs. I'm sorry, H Town, as much as you want to. Maybe we can create some sort of fake presidents trophy for them, Bryant. We'll give that to them. For the best record at the time we stopped. Best the season. record at the
1: time. <laughs>
0: um
1: we'll see how this plays out. You don't get the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, You don't get the crown uh, as champion in the first great, NFL season.
0: The award for a great regular season, half of a regular season. It, it's, it's like a participation
1: award. You don't definitely
0: goes to Houston for sure. All right, let's get into this week's hot read because it's going to uh, it's going to be. Juicy, full of information that we got to sink our teeth into and kind of peer into the future now that we've looked back. We've got to look ahead at what's in store for the XFL because the NFL's collective bargaining agreement is a huge labor deal that affects uh, a lot of people in that league, fans of that league, football fans, and also fans of other leagues. The CFL, the XFL, and as football fans, we need to take a look at this agreement across the whole landscape and, and then assess how it affects the XFL uh, because it is pretty important and you have a lot of questions about it, and that's what we're going to do right now in this week's Hot Read. All right. We, with the burners lit here, Bryant, let's get into it. New collective bargaining agreement between the players and the owners in the NFL and – how this affects the XFL first and foremost, let's look at what it does to practice squads in the NFL because that's where uh, the scouting department, the head, the head of scouting for the XFL Eric Galco and and all the fo- you know football recruiting for the XFL is going to be geared towards players of that caliber uh, in those positions, players gunning for those kind of positions in the XFL in the NFL. Uh, practice squads in the NFL are going to go from 10. 10 players to 12 players and then to 14 players in 2021. So that's an four extra players per team and and, and you're gonna increase game day active rosters to forty-eight from forty-six. So you have a total that's hundred and twenty-eight spots added to NFL rosters, hundred and twenty-eight players added to NFL rosters. So with expanded salaries, more money for those those caliber of players, too, Bryant. So the more money and the more spots to those players in the NFL means, obviously, it might be a little tougher to recruit those kind of players that we saw in the XFL this season in future seasons because there's more room for them in the NFL. That's something, a reality we're going to have to acknowledge and and understand and see how the XFL deals with that.
1: It's what we see, what we saw last year. Now, and we spent a lot of our time in 2019 talking about players and the choices they would have to go to the XFL or stay on a practice squad. And for the most part, we saw exactly what we saw, which was what, which was players choosing practice squads over an XFL roster, especially after the draft. A lot of players drafted and never made it to the XFL, but then they decided to stay with the practice squad. If it's about the money, and about the, the position, I, I, the XFL at this moment in time, you know, doesn't have a chance with the NFL. The NFL is, is you know, this huge money machine that pays their players more than the XFL is willing to pay right now, which is fine. And, and if a player chooses that over exposure, then the XFL has no choice. Now, you look at players like P.J. Walker, uh, Jordan Taumou, uh players that have shown their skill set, you know, uh, Cam Phillips, another great player, right? That you can say, hey, you're a pretty good player. Would you have been noticed in a, on a practice squad? Because what's the average length of a career on a practice squad? We talked to Sean Hickey a few months ago, and he said, you know, three, four years, once you get cut from one, it's basically, uh, you know, you're rolling downhill from there. So as a player, what do you want to do? What's the decision? That's completely up to you. If it's money, you're probably going to stay in the NFL if it's exposure and, and things like that that maybe you can get, like a P.J. Walker, like a Ken Phillips, like a um, like a Butler, right? And in, in Houston as well. Those players look great, and they're going to get jobs in the NFL now because of what they're able to put together in the XFL. You're
0: right. The cameras aren't on the practice squad. The cameras are on the XFL, nope. and that's something I think agents will be telling players, particularly young players who – when you get onto an NFL roster in in the summer, you have very limited time and opportunity to stand out, impress a coach, and earn a, a true roster spot. And even then, earning a practice squad spot is tough too, but earning that isn't going to extend your career. What could extend your career is like what Brian said, particularly, I think, at the quarterback position or at, at a position like like a tight end we saw Donald Parham, I mean, ball out well, yep. this year for the Dallas Renegades. Like that first-year players, how that guy would have hardly been noticed. He would have got a couple of preseason snaps, maybe. You know, it's just the NFL; it's very limited in that in that space where you have the opportunity to put yourself out there and impress people. The XFL, you get an entire season. You get a playoffs if you make it. You have all this all this opportunity while you're also making making money. It's not like you're going out there playing for free. It's less. And I think you're right. That's the thing you have to, you obviously have to sell to players. And if you're a player, you have to think about that too, because it's really a situation. I think you find that in a lot of different uh, occupations these days. That's just how it kind of goes. It's you, you, you go out there. Sometimes people offer you not no money. Like talk about like a someone who does a podcast, maybe you, someone offers you exposure, or do you just do it and, and you try to, make money yourself and do your own hustle. Like there's, there's different decisions a lot of people make with that money versus exposure question, I think. Yeah. And uh, that's a, something that players are now going to have to ask. But the NFL is, I think, making, a, making it enticing for more players to stick around and, and keep trying to work within that system. But as we've seen and as we're going to see from just five weeks of XFL football, there's ways into the NFL that are outside of that system.
1: Well, i think also you know people will look at this as the nfl adding players to their rosters as a way for the nfl to take away players from the xfl in reality the xfl kind of has to keep going and doing what they're doing right they find the players that are best available don't worry about the ones that you can't get a hold of because you can't really change their minds or do or maybe you can before they sign fine but you can't really change their minds once they're signed and you just keep rolling You, you try you know you try to find the best players possible that's what um, Eric Galco and his team are there for to, to find the best players possible. I will say this too, Alan, just because the NFL is upping their rosters doesn't necessarily mean they're taking away players from the XFL either because a player can now can maybe look at it like, hey, if I go play in the XFL, there's a greater chance that an NFL team is willing to take a, a chance on me if I give them something to look at. Yeah. Right, right now they're going to pick the best players that they think are the best ones, maybe the younger ones. If I go to the XFL and show that I can still play, at a high level, then now the NFL has more room for me to actually say, "Hey, you know what? I have an extra spot. I can give it to that guy right there too." So that's just some positives in the way you can look at this. Uh, in the end, we'll see what players decide to do. But the XFL is going to continue to do what they do and, and just move
0: forward. Yeah, this does this doesn't really affect affect the XFL in a way where they're not there's not going to be. Oh, no, where do we find players? And there are so many damn good football players these days, too, as we've seen now. We have the XFL. I mean, the quality of football, like we said, the first five weeks, I thought it was getting better and better each week. And we saw some spectacular football from some of these players. And, you know, as they play more, they get better. That's just what practice and and performance does. But... The, the like, fact, don't you look at a player
1: like Dan Williams and you're like, how are you not in the NFL?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're
1: trucking people. You're gaining so many yards after tackles. <laughs> open field everybody. tackling is a, such a problem in NFL now. Yeah. You have Dan Williams who can do open, can can make anybody miss and run them over if he tackles them. Like, those are players that you're like, how are you not in the NFL already? And you see him and you're like, oh, okay. Well, now you're going to get that exposure. Now you're exactly. going to get in the NFL. Probably, yeah. Right? And, and, and Alan, you and I talked about this a long time
0: well, I was oh, go just going to say, there, and they're going to be, even with the expanded NFL rosters, there are going to be more players like that. They're still going to become – they might get younger, I think, because of this. If anything, maybe we'll have more young players in the XFL in, in future seasons. But the fact is there's a lot of good football players, and this just, I think, is going to really – the NFL expanding the sport, I think, just invites more players to pursue a professional career in football because now they have the XFL option and they have the the spots in the NFL, too, to aspire to. And like you said, you have the XFL in the spring, put it on the tape, and now there's more room for you to get to the NFL if that's what you're trying to do. Well, not only that,
1: Alan, but you and I also discussed, I think, amongst ourselves, probably not on the show, that – over time, the XFL's player pool is going to continue to get bigger. Like, you got to think, the XFL had had only the players that dropped out last year. Really, any any NFL player who'd stopped playing, really, from last year. Now, going forward, every single year, these players that are, you know, expiring rookie contracts that maybe, you know, are going to stay in football shape, they're going to be in football shape for the XFL to grab, I have no problems or no worries about the XFL's player pool and where they're going to grab. There's so many players out there for the XFL to get and it's just going to get bigger and bigger even with these expanding rosters in the NFL.
0: Well, if it's me, if if what I'd like the league to do is kind of I think it's realistic to recruit those younger players, maybe take a a, a stronger sh- take a stronger chance and shot at getting more like guys like obviously Kenny Robinson is a special situation, but we see the insanity of the transfer portal in college football. There's got to be a way to pitch it to these young players who are bouncing from college to college that why do that if maybe you already got your degree or something or I don't know, you may come to the XFL. You could, there? Are, I think there are enough young college players who are just toiling and going through the motions in college, not making money that you could – really try to recruit. and, and now You're not
1: talking about like the Trevor Lawrence's of the no. NCAA, right? That's not who you're no. talking about, but you're talking about players who maybe got stuck behind another quarterback or, you know, got passed over and are moving now to another school, yeah. have to maybe lose a year of eligibility, whatever it may be. Those are the players you're talking about, right? That sense, not the big stars of the NCAA, but maybe somebody who, who, you know, thinking about whether even to play their senior season, if they want to ride the bench, maybe they can come to the XFL and give it one more try.
0: Yeah, yeah, get into an XFL camp and try to get a spot there. I mean, there's all sorts of opportunities. I'm just saying that there are a lot of damn good football players these days. They're just – they're just. I think the athletes are better. We've heard Oliver Luck say that. I think that was obvious. If you compare what we saw in 20 games of new XFL to what we saw in 2001, Bryant, the, the quality of the play, the athletes all over the field, every single position uh, just better these days, I think, athletically. And I I think it's going to, the only scary thing for me with the CBA, for the XFL, if anything, is the offensive line situation, which we saw in the AAF was an issue. I don't think it was an issue in the XFL at all, to be honest, but moving forward, the NFL really geared the CBA, the roster spots, the expanded roster spots, like for game day rosters are driven towards having more O linemen available because obviously those big guys get injured and you need more of them. Uh, The NFL goblin, those kind of players up could be an issue you'd look at. So maybe you got to learn how to lure offensive linemen to to play in the XFL in a different kind of way. I don't know if I mean, I played some O lines, Brian, if you offered me like some, some turkey legs and a free case of Bud Light seltzer. Every single game, along with my we got to
1: win to get the free case of Bud Light seltzer. So, you we, give me the, we, the seltzer without
0: winning. I'm guaranteed. I, we no. want guaranteed we, we, seltzer. When are we gonna <laughs> get our guaranteed
1: <laughs> seltzers? Um, yeah, I could see that being an issue with the offensive lineman because it is a uh, scarce commodity when you need a six foot seven, 300 pound agile big man, right? Like, that's that's not the most common. Uh, body type in the world. Storm Nort- so. There aren't Storm
0: Nortons just growing on
1: trees. You know, that's <laughs> They're not falling from the sky, no matter what the name says. Uh, Storm <laughs> Norton is not a, uh, uh, a oh, an available commodity, at all least not time. by the dozens. So yeah. yeah, all the time. So you, you got to find them. But look, you found Storm Norton. There's great players out there that you can find. I'm not worried about the XFL. And as the time goes by, maybe not after this inaugural season and this pause in the season has not helped them. Uh, but the XFL is looking more and more appealing as time goes by for some of these players as well. As an option. Maybe a lot of people were skeptical, didn't know what to do. Look at the exposure. Don't even we didn't even talk about the exposure on the mic, Alan, on the sidelines. Make yourself a
0: character. A build, brand, your, build your brand. Yes. Build your exactly. brand. I mean, you know and the days of hustling mixtapes out of the back of a out of the back of a Chevy or like on SoundCloud or over if you're a football player slash rapper, Bryant. Some one day I'm telling you someone's gonna get that side, sideline interview and just spit some bars, and they're gonna be like the next, they're gonna be like the next Lil Wayne or something, and there it's gonna be or Damian Lillard or the NBA who's like I'd say the best rapper going these days or one of them he's awesome Dame Dollar. There's there's a way to build your brand. There's a way to play the game, and it's all in the XFL. This expanded Ross these roster spots in the NFL with the new CBA are great. I think for uh, you know those caliber of players, they are getting. I think in terms of what players are getting in their deal in the NFL, that those are the people benefiting the most. Um, as a fan, I have other opinions about that, but that's not for this show at all. But for those players, that's great for them, and it's more opportunity to play in that league. But the fact is, the XFLs here as well, and having that option just means more people are gonna stick with football. When they get to out of college and when they get to that part of their life where they have to make those kind of decisions, where in the past, guys in this think about it guys in this uh, age group of these guys 22 to 30, not making one, even with the expanded NFL roster spots, thinking about that or thinking about going back into the regular workforce or what. Now they have football as a just as a business. Way more opportunity across the board for players now, and it's because mostly because of the XFL, the NFL expanding these rosters. I think it, it adds to it, and that's just I think a good overall a good thing for pr- aspiring players.
1: Well, yeah, and I think it's going to depend going forward to kind of. because I don't want to beat this this subject too much over that, but basically, it's it's salary, it's exposure, it's helping your 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 brand. And then how the success of players that have been in the XFL do in the NFL, those key, those four factors are going to determine how players decide whether or not they want to play in the XFL going forward.
0: Yep. One. Let's, let's hope we get a uh, practice squad. Let's hope we get more. I want to see more personally. want to see more Kenny Robinson's. I want to see more guys choose just going pro versus sitting around, not making money in the NCAA uh, personally. I I mean, I think that's, as someone who left to go pro in radio before graduating, Bryant, I'm an advocate for that. Could always go back to college. I did. <laughs> so, what? It's a, it's, a, it's a, you know what? In fairness, great, a lot a of kids score. don't finish
1: uh, college anyway and go to the NFL. Right. So, yeah,
0: there's always time for school, but getting on that sideline, telling people your opinion about reclining airplane seats. That's sometimes You got to take the shot when you get it, right? (laughs) Sure. It's only so many opportunities.
1: That's the way it works, I guess. We'll we'll see. I'm sure there'll be a lot of players who decide eventually that I don't want to be on a P squad. I don't want to go to do my senior season. I'm going to go to the uh, XFL and showcase my skills one more time.
0: So that's... Kind of the CBA and the NFL affecting the XFL in a nutshell. I think Bryant put it really well in terms of the choices players are going to have. But let us know what you think uh, the, the effect that agreement will have on the XFL's future recruitment of players. I think it's, it's, it's just overall for football fans going to bode well in terms of more players getting out there and continuing to pursue football because so many of them dropped out in the past and gave up on it. We saw in the XFL this year; they just keep going, and there's gonna the XFL. I think inspired a lot of young players watching these games, and and they're going to be wanting to get out there on XFL Saturdays and Sundays. And I can't wait to see them. uh, Who will be that next Cam Phillips? That next PJ Walker? Because when PJ, and especially when PJ Walker probably gets another NFL shot, that's gonna extrapolate that, Brian. That's gonna make it even. More of a talking point. Look at this well, yeah. guy. Look at what happened to him, and I think that's exactly going to be that's great the
1: success of players coming out of the XFL, the post into board. the NFL. Yeah, will 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 give light to some of these players that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. If I go and try to play in the XFL uh, just a little bit more. All right, Alan. Well, that's it for this episode, right? So uh I'll tell you, everyone here, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram at xfl show uh subscribe and listen to us every single for now tuesday morning and thursday night on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify or your preferred podcast app alan's holding up a sign that says hashtag mvpj uh, also catch us on xfl.com or youtube.com slash xfl uh, the official youtube page of the xfl
0: that's where we are and we're going to continue to be and if you Need that XFL fix, even though games aren't going on right now. We're here for you to talk XFL with you. So holler at us. And that fan line again, I want to hear you tell I need phonetically. God is it Guardians or Guardians? 724-565. 724-565-4XFL. Hit up the XFL fan line. We'll be back Thursday night for you on the feed and everywhere else, Brian just mentioned. For Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL show. Remember, they're listening.